0: Worship at Home, Sunday the 15th of August 2021, the 11th Sunday after Trinity, Wisdom and the Bread of Life. This Sunday we have two readings and a reflection by Jim Webster. Our first reading is from the Book of Proverbs, chapter 9 verses 1 to 6 wisdom has built her house she has hewn her seven pillars she has slaughtered her animals she has mixed her wine she has also set her table she has sent out her servant girls she calls from the highest places in the town you that are simple turn in here To those without sense, she says, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine I have mixed. Lay aside immaturity and live, and walk in the way of insight. And our second reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 51 to 58. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live for ever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, And I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live for ever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, after a three-week mini-sermon series on Jesus, I am saying I am the bread of life. Here we have a fourth week considering the meaning of the bread of life and a guest reflection this week by Jim Webster. It's interesting how often Jesus talks about bread. But how important is bread to us? If you go out for a meal, the bread could well be limited to a hopefully interesting roll that goes with the soup course. Even at home for breakfast I have cornflakes, a sandwich for my dinner, so there's some bread and then an evening meal which will include potatoes or pasta or rice, but very rarely bread. But what did our ancestors eat? Remembering a medium loaf is about 800 grams. A Roman soldier would get a daily ration of about 1,500 grams of wheat of, of wheat, which is about two medium loaves plus other stuff. A lot of other stuff was really to add a bit of flavour to the bread which was often baked twice to make a biscuit that would keep. In the Russian labour camps the ration for those who had fulfilled their work quota comprised 1,200 um, grams of rye bread, 600 grams of wheat, 130 grams of buckwheat porridge, 600 grams of potato and vegetables, 158 of fish, 30 of meat, 13 of sugar and 20 of salt. But across history, the diet for the working men would be based around two medium loaves of bread a day, which is a long way from my couple of slices an interesting role with the soup course. Bread was at the very heart of things. Indeed for much of history we ate out of it. Food used to be served not on plates but on trenches. You'd slice the bottom crust of a loaf that was getting a bit hard and serve somebody their meat and vegetables in that. Then the gravy could soak into it and you could either eat it or the trenches could be gathered up and given to the poor, who'd be grateful for them." So when Jesus said something was to be compared to bread, his audience would know immediately that here was the heart of the matter. The problem is that we miss this point. I remember somebody hearing that Jesus had said, Man shall not live by bread alone. They agreed and commented that the last time they'd eaten bread was when they'd had naan bread with their Indian takeaway. Let's look at our Old Testament reading. One thing we have to remember when we hear the Old Testament being read is that we are part of a long tradition. Indeed, if they'd gathered all together all those who'd sat and listened, you'd see Jesus sitting in the audience. I picked the reading from Proverbs, Wisdom, inviting people to her feast. She has slaughtered her animals. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. Her servant girls go out to invite people to the feast with the words, come and eat my bread. Admit it, she's not selling it to you. If you're invited to a feast, piles of sandwiches isn't really what you'd got in mind. But what else does she say? You that are simple, turn and here. To those without sense, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. When Jesus talked about sending servants out into the highways and byways to invite the good and bad alike to a banquet, he wasn't making it up as he went along. He was drawing on the deep folk wisdom in Jewish scripture. No wonder the Pharisees hated him, It's not so bad if somebody comes along and suggests a few nice reforms. But when that person comes along and points out that you're not doing the stuff that is in the book, stuff that you've always known you should be doing but somehow never got round to doing it, then it stings. So Jesus, like wisdom, Jesus invites people to come, eat his bread and drink his wine. Unlike those who heard him preach, we're lucky enough to have already been at the last supper. This bread is my body, this wine is my blood. And here he stresses the importance of bread. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. So Jesus makes us an offer. Eat his bread, drink his wine, and we live in him as he lives in us. Walk his road, follow his teaching, eat his bread, then you're going to live forever. Great. But how actually do we do it? How do we eat that bread? Will we all be saved by a communion service? Fortunately, that's a technical question. We've got wise people who've done courses and such like me. I haven't a clue. That sort of thing is above my pay grade. I do deep spirituality with the same casual grace that a fish rides a bicycle. But just stop to think about it. One thing that does occur to me. Jesus wants us to eat his bread. By eating it we live in him and he lives in us. His bread, his teaching, his words, the Holy Spirit, aren't locked away so only the right sort of person can have them. Like wisdom with her banquet, like the man whose son was getting married, the banquet is ready and the call has gone out. Fetch in the simple and those with no sense, the good and the bad alike. The call has been heeded, it's worked, we're all here at the feast. We're invited to eat the bread, to eat the bread that brings with it eternal life. So what are you going to do? Are you going to restrict yourself to just an interesting roll with the soup course? Or are you going to grab your chance with both hands and eat a full loaf? It's our choice. Jesus is not going to force feed us, but a lot of work has gone into preparing this banquet. Not only has Jesus had his servants invite you here, over the years he's had servants working hard preparing things. His servants have died to ensure that you have scripture in your own language. Perhaps you feel lost, want to know more. He's made sure there are people to guide you. Perhaps you're troubled by something, trying to understand something. His servants are here to walk with you, as together you tackle the issues that we can all struggle with. So it's up to you. What do you want? A roll with the soup course or a full loaf? The choice is yours, but then the choice is always yours. Amen. So my thanks to Jim for that contribution and reflection based on this week's lectionary readings. Let us pray again on the theme, the bread of life, knowing that we've seen a week that in the news has included tragedy and disaster, that all our concerns are known to God and he hears our prayer as we offer our prayers to him now. Let us pray. Father, in the wilderness of this world, you give us the bread of life. Grant that as we journey towards the promised land, we will put our hope and our trust in you. You have drawn us to you with bands of love. Help us to listen and obey your word as we pray for our world. Lord, we pray for all the nations of the world, that they may find unity and peace in you. Praying especially those places where peace seems unlikely, for the current situation in Afghanistan. For those places including Haiti, Turkey, the many places experiencing wildfires. Lord, so much need in your world through natural disaster. Help us to know how to be good stewards of your world. And here we pray for the city of Plymouth For those directly and indirectly affected by the shooting. In the numbness of tragedy you alone Lord understand the depth of despair and outrage. Help us know how to be co-creators of your healing love in our communities. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the love and protection of our own ha- homes and ask your blessing upon our families and friends. Remembering before you those places where there is division or distrust and where families are divided. We remember those who, having received results recently, are readying to leave home for the first time. In a world still beset by pandemic, Lord, may people make wise choices and be protected. In all this, Lord, we pray for the family of the Church also, for healing where there is brokenness, for peace where there is anxiety for love where there is hate. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for our own well-being and those situations we face, asking for all that feeds our bodies, minds and spirits. We pray for those struggling with doubt, depression and despair, those who are having difficulty in their daily lives, those who are ill at home or in hospital, especially those who have no one to care for them or visit them or feel isolated by their difficulties. We rejoice, Lord, that you sustain us with the bread of life. Through our union with Jesus, you offer us life eternal. And so as we celebrate our communion with the saints, we remember also our friends and loved ones departed and ask that they may rejoice in the fullness of life eternal. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And the Collect for the 11th Sunday after Trinity. O God, you declare your almighty power, most chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Mercifully grant to us such a measure of your grace, that we, running the way of your commandments, may receive your gracious promises, and be made partakers of your heavenly treasure. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen. So we pray together the prayer which our Saviour taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Christ, who has nourished us with himself the living bread, make you one in praise and love, and raise you up at the last day. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you would like to receive a link to my weekly podcast, please do get in touch at Lunn at btinternet.com. Goodbye.